Hello, and welcome to Don't Evolve Me Season 2. Guys, we made it to Season 2, and I'm really excited just for this year. And I know movies and TV shows are not going to like sprinkle in as much as like 2003 and before, but that's okay. Because this is the year that we're going to like roll back time. This is the year we're going to look at other things. And I'm generally very excited about it. And to start Season 2 off, we're doing State of Review, Dark Knight Trilogy. That's right. Every Batman in the Christopher Nolan trilogy we are reviewing. Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. And we're joined by Brandon Klein. I'm excited to have him. And you know what? Got some interesting takes for you. Dark Knight. I got a take you might like, you might hate, you probably hate. But yeah, I'm excited. So, enough of me talking, because you'll hear enough of it already. Let's get into it. Alright, let's say the words together. Cue the music. Welcome to Don't Evolve Me, the place like Ash Ketchum's Pikachu, we don't evolve, we just level up. Hello, Brandon. Hello. We got video for the first time. I don't know if I'm actually going to post the video, but like this is the first time I can see your face and your video, yeah. and I just realized that. This is this is the beginning of something new. Oh, yeah. This is our uh, first video for season two of Don't Evolve Me, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of a weird, we're in a weird point right now because this is we're technically recording this during the hiatus during the winter break and it's funny because i've been asking a couple people to do some recordings and always like wait jake aren't you in a hiatus right now i'm like (laughs) no don't evolve me is in a hiatus i'm still working every day that i'm not doing christmas stuff still preparing for the future oh yeah i want to get some episodes ahead so i don't know when we're gonna release this this might be either the first one or like one of the first three uh, audios that or the first like three episodes that we released for season two i'm not quite sure yet still trying to hash that out but this is state of review dark knight trilogy hello brandon let's oh. let's get quickly into the intro so we can talk batman all right let's do it all right so show me your wares i can actually show my wares i got batman hat on that's about it oh i dropped the ball today I did not put on my Batman socks. I got them over here. Neck out. <laughs> Harley Quinn socks. Nice. Yeah, I'm not wearing them otherwise. Pretty, pretty <laughs> basic black today. Hey, hey, that's Batman. That's true. That's true. That that was the thought. The thought was black hoodie Batman. You know. I thought about like Batman. wearing all everything Batman because I got Batman shoes, Batman socks. I don't have. Wait, no, I do have Batman pants, and I could it's literally Batman go pants. head to toe. And Batman underwear. I could literally go oh. head to toe with Batman. And I thought about doing it, but I'm like, no, the hat will do. <laughs> the hat will do. The hat will do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you what have you been nerding out on? I uh, know the answer. One Piece. Started watching hey! it. Yep. I watched the Netflix show when I was really hungover one day. Sat and watched the whole thing in one sitting, and then I was like, crap. Nah, I'm going to start watching it. <laughs> right. 
And I told you that was going to happen. Yeah, I knew it was going to happen too, but uh, I did it. I did it anyways. And now All I'm right. on 160 something in my anime. What is it? Three, four weeks now? Maybe three weeks. Maybe three weeks. You're already yep. 160 episodes in. Yep. Hey, we're on three. 40, I believe. I will say that I haven't watched like any in the last week. So, yeah, Christmas has been a thing. Yeah. Uh, what else have you been nerding out on this Christmas outside of Dark Knight movies? Uh, I played a little bit of Lorcana for Christmas with my cousins. Oh, nice. Uh, new Disney card game. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not bad. It's interesting. It's weird to play something with like Disney characters and stuff, but the game itself isn't bad. And it's kind of nice. always interesting to get in on the ground floor of stuff like that before like things get really crazy and there's I hear it's kind of already on. exploding. Mostly yeah. I actually I don't hear it. I just say like when we did our D and D or all our like stuff for our prep time, every time we go to a game shop, you're like, Hey, any Lacrona cards in here? And it's like, mm. oh I was checking the temperature, you know, trying to see where they're at. They finally got their like second print or whatever. So like okay. they're in stock again for this Christmas and Ooh. Uh, my cousin bought all the starter decks and we just kind of played with those nice. for Christmas overnight. And it was fun. Nice, nice. Um, one Piece is always what I'm more nerding out on. The, the other thing I've been nerding out on the last like three days since Christmas, because Santa came and got us a gift. Oh, of course, yeah. I just bought the gift for everybody. <laughs> uh, Super, <laughs> Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Oh, so I we I bought the game. My son really likes Mario, and just thought, hey, we'll play this as a family since it's multiplayer. That game is fun. That game is trippy. That game is like a ride. I may I, or may not have played that game through a PC emulator on my PC a little bit. It, it <laughs> no, it's it's a great time. The wonder seat, like the wonder seat effect that they do. Like, you just never know what to expect from it. Hmm. And it's just, like, it reminds me a lot like Raymond Legends. Yeah. With, like, the music and, that, and stuff yeah. like that. The way the sound integrates into the levels. It's, like, it's 2D, but it's very deep. There's a lot hmm. of depth to it. The art's beautiful. The gameplay is fun. And just oftentimes unexpected. And it reminds me a lot of, like, Super Mario World and Super Mario Brothers, like the third game, it reminds mm. me of those two. And mo- it, like it reminds me of those games, but it also does something new, and it doesn't just live off one. It doesn't live off the old games. Mm. It takes Mario what's knows. great about yeah. It takes what's great about those two games and does its own thing. That is something that Nintendo has consistently done with Mario, which is a good. A good positive point yeah. of them is that they are constantly creating new fun Mario games while not uh, losing the, what makes Mario games Mario games. Which is like when you when it comes to like any like media creation when it's games, TV shows, and you have like this long standing franchise, Nintendo is like what you should look to to aspire oh, yeah. to. Mar like at least Zelda and Mario, not so much yeah. Pokemon. I wouldn't look to him to aspire to a whole lot of other things, but yes, yeah, as far as those the long-running two. franchise, there isn't any other long-running franchises that have the same quality and consistency that they do. I will say I have one giant gripe with Wonder. Okay. And that is when you play with a four-year-old <laughs> that doesn't know how to play but really wants to play, it, it is hard. 
because they have this uh they have this like they have two different ver- like two different levels that you can play as you have like the normal mario uh luigi characters but then you mm. can play as like yoshi or nabbit where you're invulnerable essentially mm. to dying except for the fact that you can fall off but mm. the downside of this game like my biggest grievance is the fact that like they have this like role where you can be king and you control the camera okay which is normally fine when like when you're playing with somebody who's like near your level or who's like serviceable but when you have a four-year-old who doesn't quite grasp the platforming skills Mm. and like you die on a tough level and like me and my wife will die and he'll take over and he's like "Ah, i'm king now and it's like oh (laughs) it's so hard to like come on man make the jump it's not that hard you just got to do the double jump okay now you gotta do another double jump Mm -hmm. like okay you can't die you're invulnerable <laughs> like there's times where like if there's a cliff and he's the king and he's not like I'll just like push him off <laughs> so you can take just it up so... <laughs> and like and he always wants to be the king and it's like man and like we had to have this talk like if you're going to be the king you got responsibilities <laughs> you got to take care of its people and we're the people right. right absolutely but sometimes he's just not quite there he'll get um, there it's good practice for him it is it is it is. He's just uh, a little over eager for his skill level. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's my only like grievance. But like, he, then he'll go to bed, and then we'll do our own world. Me and Sapphire mm. will do our own thing. And me and her, we're just like on the same page with things. Mm. It's so much more fun to play with, like when you have two people at the same level. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, it's cool that the other gives thing you that option though to have like an involved yeah. partner. So you I can agree. Try to play with like younger people and stuff without mm. having them just die immediately every time. Yeah, and it's a fun family event, but I get very frustrated and angry with video games, especially when I yeah. die, and I feel I'm bad because like too. it's an ADHD thing, mm-hmm. and I just get mad because like Sapphire also does this because we take it out on him. It's like this is supposed to be fun, but also like yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's <clears throat> full experience. So it's a it's a fun family like bonding. But also, like, trying to work together. I don't yeah. know. I think overall it's going to be a good thing. It's just there's mm. moments where it's like... But it's, like, the one thing he wants to play all the time. Which I'm, I'm here for. It's a great game. Mm. The yeah. only other thing I will say I'm nerding out on is Marvel's What If Season 2 came out. So far, so it's pretty good. I didn't what If series... Yeah, it's... Uh, they decided that every day they're going to release an episode during the okay. winter break. Oh, okay. wonderful for me. Yeah, so I, I got time to watch it. What? How many so, episodes have they released so far? Then I think they released the seventh one the day. Okay, and is there eight total again? I don't know if there's eight or ten. Okay, I, I think it's ten. Okay, I should check that. I'm, out. Gonna, I'm like I'm looking it up right now. Unless you want to be the guy. Are you already on it? I'm already on it. <laughs> so uh, nine, nine, nine episodes. Okay, we're both wrong. We're both wrong. We're in the middle. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into some news and we'll talk back. Yeah. It's time for a news quickie. Oh yeah. All right. The biggest news of the winter break. And I think this happened a little bit before the winter break, and you could say it's major news. So it's a laugh, Brandon. Jonathan Majors. It took me, it took me a second again. <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. For a second time. Jonathan yeah. Majors. 
The actor who plays Kang is no longer at Marvel Cinematic Universe. He got cut because he was found guilty for sexual assault. I think this is not... It's surprising because I didn't think he was going to be charged from everything I heard. But it's not surprising that they dropped him afterwards. I feel like that was kind of yeah. just a... Definitely it is. what it, it... is. It had to happen. Mm, absolutely. Uh, I mean... It's, it's interesting because this was the first like real scandal I feel like that Marvel's had with really any of their major actors. Am I wrong? Um, I think this is the first like scandal that like first major scandal that took a major player out. Yeah, because they had think uh, really any other. You go ahead. Um, Hugo Weaving was Red Skull, and he his he didn't really have like a scandal. He just didn't yeah. like. Wanted, yeah, yeah, he, he, wanted he to dropped out. Um, Edward Norton, Terrence Howard, like those. Yeah, but those are like money, not like really any. Like Edward Norton, apparently, he was like really difficult to work with. Terrence Howard was the money thing. Yeah, for the so it was very much. This is like the first time that they were like, ah, this is somebody big that we had, we had plans for, and now we just have mm-hmm. to completely shut it down. Well, like major plans. Like, I don't know, like. Yeah. Outside of like Robert Downey Jr. and like the major like Avengers, mm-hmm. I don't know if there was any other actor who had this big of a plan set up ahead of time, mm. and they just had to cancel. Right. And yeah. so it's it was, I wasn't expecting it. It's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do. The rumors are saying that they're going to do um, instead of Kang Dynasty, it's going to be Avengers Five. They don't like they just they're scrapping Kang. Not necessarily scrapping, they're just putting him on the back burner for now. Mm. He's gonna be recast is the like good. That so, you know, that ultimately might <coughs> do good for the character of Kang. Like have him have mm-hmm. like these kind of introductions, kind of tease him, and then just forget about him for a while. You know, yeah. have him fall off into the background and, and have him just kind of be like this, oh, you know, oh, I wonder when he's gonna come back, kind of thing. And well, then, Ant-Man know, cast him or whatever, and yeah. Well, Ant-Man three did Kang like no favors. Like it showed how like great mages could be and how great Kang could be, but really he should have won that battle yeah. against oh, Ant-Man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, having like somebody that's supposed to be like a Thanos level threat get defeated by freaking Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Yeah. On awesome. Own. Yeah. Awful. All right. So let's get to the other news. This is Batman related news. So Batman Part 2, The Batman Part 2, or The Batman 2, there was a lot of rumors that came out recently about, like, which villain, like, the villain was confirmed. And the villain that was confirmed was Hush. Um, And the thing, and Hush was also talked about, or not talked about, it was Easter eggs in the first one. I don't know if you remember the Hush. Yeah. And the other ones. Bandaged, yeah. Yeah. And the other ones that were also in there was Clayface and Dick Grayson. And then Scarecrow and Professor Pig were supposed to make their appearances. James Gunn has denied all of it. However, mm-hmm. James Gunn has denied things that were true in the past. And James Gunn just normally denies everything denies unless he's yeah. proven otherwise. Yeah. I will say like he's pretty straightforward with things for the most part. Like I usually take his word for the most part to be true. Unless it's like obvious like a spoiler he didn't want to talk about but mm. i feel like when it comes to hush clayface i i wouldn't be surprised if one of these characters are in it but i don't think like 
this I don't is know all. Hush and Clayface is the best combination. If it's just Hush and Clayface, like yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess I, I have a, a love hate relationship with like the Hush story. It's like one of like the most interesting and like coolest, but it's also kind of like boring in some ways. I don't know. It's not like the most it, exciting at the same time. Yeah, I've I have sort of like I have the story character driven thing. It's not really like a spectacle as much. I feel like maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it's like a fun detective story that like just takes place of all the villains. And Hush is like the big figurehead, but really it's Riddler, like doing. Like, yeah, that's that's the surprise. It's like, oh, it was Riddler all along with Hush. That was kind that of would be uh, kind of disappointing if they did that in the movie and just made the Riddler like the bad guy again. Well, that's it, what, yeah, that's, that's what yeah. they did with the animated. Yeah, the animated movie uh, Riddler was just Hush all along. Yeah, but it, it is different because this is like a sequel to a studio movie. To have yeah. the same villain basically be the same villain in the second one. I feel like that'd be like the first time any superhero movie has done that. Just directly mm. into the next movie. The I feel... Movie. I think we're on the same page. I think we just both want to see Mr. Freeze in this universe. <laughs> I don't know how it narratively it fits, but I think like... We've had this conversation. I think it was on the pod too that Mr. Freeze mm. is who we would want. I don't mind Hush. I think Clayface would be a good villain. I think Dick yeah, Grayson... Interesting would make it interesting especially for this batman i think like having uh somebody that he has to like mentor and actually mm. become a bruce wayne i mm. think it would be i think it fit the theme of like him being a hero right the first movie was about him becoming a hero <laughs> and dick grayson fits that narrative because he has to be now he can't like be a hero and then hide away he has to be at all the time so right. But I, I don't know. I don't. T- I didn't take any of the rooms. The rumors. I didn't really think like, oh my god, Hush is the villain. Like it's like, oh, that'd be interesting if it's true. We'll see. Mm. I mean, I'm sure it'll be good either way. Uh, oh I, I yeah, faith. Matt Reeves is great. I, I'm happy that they're that James Gunn and um, Peter Safran. Forget the other yeah. guy. Yeah. I'm happy they're just like, you know what, Batman? It's a great movie. We're not stopping it. Like, it's mm-hmm. great. We're just going to do our own thing. Like, I'm happy that they can do that. I keep forgetting I feel... that Penguin show is coming out, too. <clears throat> yep. And then I think, like, there's supposed to be an Arkham show, too, that's supposed to actually be in the new DCU. That's the rumor. Okay. Okay. I think that, that Penguin show comes out soon, doesn't it? I think so. I think I've it's 2020. Yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah, All right. Let's, let's get to the main topic. The, the Dark Knight Trilogy. We reviewed it. We haven't talked about it. That's why we're here. Absolutely. So my first question to you before we get into Batman Begins is where did you think the series would hold up? Like, what was your thought of the series before you rewatched it? Uh, I've held this trilogy very high in regard mm-hmm. for quite a while. I don't think I've really watched it since like the MCU started to pop off. So probably since yeah. like the first Avengers and movie came out realistically. So literally a decade. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I was honestly kind of nervous going back and watching. I didn't want to ruin it for myself. Were you surprised during this viewing? Sometimes some of it felt a bit okay. funkier and stuff than I remember it being. 
Yeah. But it's mostly what I remember, I think. So this is I I was like you. I'm like this the series is held up high. I wouldn't say it's like my favorite trilogy or my favorite movie series, but it was definitely like one of those like yes, these are like three really good films. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, and I think I, I messaged you a few times about it. My viewing changed. Yeah. My thoughts on this trilogy changed. And I'm in a good mood, so I don't know if, I, if I'm going to overall have a hater take. Yeah. But I think I watched these movies in a bad mood because, man, I was just like not feeling it as much as I was expecting I was. Yeah, I mean, I would say the same thing. That I was hoping that once I started watching them, I would just like get sucked into it and be like, oh yeah, Batman, this is awesome. But it was, aside from obvious like some moments and stuff like that, I mean, it didn't help that I watched all three in a row yesterday, but uh, <laughs> some of it was hard to pay attention to. Just kind of like, uh... I, I feel, I feel that a little bit. We'll, we'll get into it. All right. Hmm. Before, uh, before we get into it, I, I was going on IGN, kind of just looking at news, just looking at things. I, I like going on various sites. And they they had a Batman movie list. They posted it today. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> we got to talk about it because I want, I want to bring it up. And we'll do our own list afterwards. Hmm. So they considered 14 movies to be Batman movies. The first 14 and 13 are... Justice League and Batman uh, v Superman, mm-hmm. which I think is deserving. Number 12 is Batman and Robin, which no, yeah. no surprise. First big surprise is Dark Knight Rises is at 11. Really? Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I, I'm like, I, I have it. It's a little high on this list or low, depending on. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely don't like, think I have it like at the top or anything. Well, like, the next one's Forever at 10. I'm like, ooh, uh, I think it's better than Forever. Like, it has. We'll, we'll talk about it bad. as it starts. Feels bad to hear that. Zack Snyder Justice League is at 9. Still haven't seen it. It's, ooh. It's worth seeing. It's worth seeing. It's interesting. You should you should put it on your list. It is kind of a tough, tough yeah. playthrough. But if you watch Justice League, then watch Zack Snyder Justice League. If you want me to watch both of them? Dude, just watching seen, both of them. <laughs> it's I don't know if the I don't know if the theater version's worth watching, but I think like just for comparison, watching the the theater version and the like the Zack versus the Snyder cut. Yeah, and like just watching those two versions, it's just fucking interesting. Like it just it more or less gives you a viewpoint of like how much studios change movies. Like how much a movie can change in the editing process. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I think like for that reason alone, it's worth watching. Um, number eight is '60s Batman. I've never, <laughs> I didn't see that one. We didn't plan on doing it for Batman. I don't. It's an old Batman movie. It's fun. Yeah, like, yeah. I just expect it can't it to be, be fun. fun. Yeah, there's not a whole lot going on. I can imagine. It's weird that it's all. Yeah. Lego Batman is number seven. You know, I haven't actually watched the Lego Batman movie either. I watched the Lego movie, but I never watched Lego Batman. You're you're watching that one next. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Batman Returns is at six. And that's like the first one I was like, bullshit. Bullshit. Batman Returns needs to be higher. It's top five at least. 
I'm curious what, I mean, I guess we have obviously the two, the two beginning ones of the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, we have Batman 89 at five. Okay. Which I'm like, okay, I like. Oh, it's it's probably got the Batman in it too, I suppose. Yeah, Mask of Phantasm is four. What, they put an animated movie up there? Yeah, they didn't put uh, any of the, the other, other one, movies. The other animated, the other like, I guess this one was a theatrical release. I think that's why they put it up that's there. Fair. That's fair. I, I think Mask of Phantasm is fine, but like to me, it's like Lego Batman. It's like it's good, but I don't really know if you can put it that high. I don't know. Yeah, I, there's nothing new going on in it. It's just kind of a it's just a good, well-written Batman story. Mm-hmm. And then we got Batman Begins at three. The Batman okay. at two, and then the Dark Knight Ooh. at one. Yep. Nope. Okay. So we will. I just wanted to like just state the list. Okay. And then we can do our own list. I made I made my own list for the movies that we reviewed so far. Okay. All right. Let's get into Batman Begins. I almost said the Batman. <laughs> Batman Begins. All right. So this is directed by Christopher Nolan. Screenplay by David Goyer. Um, Esquire. Is it Esquire? I think so, isn't it? I just put David okay. Goyer. Um, let's talk about the plot. I'm just going to talk about the plot that uh, Wikipedia had, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. Okay. So, Gotham City, a young Bruce Wayne falls down the well and is attacked by bats, developing a fear of them, attending the opera with his parents. Bruce becomes frightened by his performers, masquerading as bats and asked to leave. Outside, Mugger Joe Chill murders Bruce's parents in front of him. The orphan Bruce is raised by family butler Alfred Pennyworth. 14 years later, Chill is paroled, and after testifying against mafia boss Carmine Falcone, Bruce intends to murder Chill to avenge his parents, but one of Falcone's assassins does so first. Bruce's childhood friend, Rachel Dawes, berates him for acting outside the justice system. After confronting Falcone, who says the real power comes from being feared, Bruce spends the next seven years traveling the world, training in combat, and immersing himself in the criminal underworld. And I think we can stop here and kind of talk about the beginning all. parts. Yeah. yeah. And this movie does something a little bit differently. And David Goyer kind of has a style of intros because he does something really similar in Man of Steel mm. where he spends a lot of time with the origin. And this is the first, like... I feel like this is the first Batman movie that really dives into the origins of Batman. What? Not just make... the first Batman movie that dives into the origin. This is the first like superhero origin movie. All the other superhero movies kind of skipped origins. This was the first one to like really dive into the origins and set the foundation for what the MCU has done for the last 15 years. Yeah. At least to the scale, the scope yeah. of origin. I mean, you got to think about all say... the other Batman movies that were just, he was just Batman yeah. right away. You know, he was just Batman. I mean, like Spider-Man, I think, did Hulk it first. movie that came out, yeah. Yeah. I think Spider-Man did it first. Like, I think he sets more of the foundation of um, the origin. But, like, yeah. this is the first movie that, like, dove and focused hard on the start. And I thought this, this was a very interesting beginning. Especially since, like, this is a Batman that, like, actually tried to murder. He tried mm-hmm. to kill. I will say though, as much as like this, this is such an interesting like start to the movie. I do feel like this slows down the movie a lot, 
And I think that's yeah. like the big takeaway. And this is true of like Man of Steel and some other movies that focus really, really heavily oh. on the origins. Um, I th- Halloween, one of the movies uh, we did for Seda Review for ho- like the Halloween of uh, the holiday itself. Um, blanking Rob Zombie's version of it. He does an origin story of Michael Myers. Uh, super interesting, super fascinating, but like it also takes over the movie to the point mm. where like the actual movie itself wasn't that good. Yeah, and I kind of came away from Batman Begins with that, with that thought. Like the origin story almost kind of took over this movie. Not 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 as quite as Halloween Rob Zombie. Mm. And it didn't completely fail like that movie did. But I felt like this movie almost lingered a little bit too long on it. I feel like this movie, the thing with like these, was that it was... Was it a planned trilogy from the very beginning? I don't think so. Because it really feels like like dedicating as much time as they did in the origin for Batman Begins, it pays off by being able to just get right into it in the next two movies. Yeah. And we don't I will spend that time re-going mm-hmm. through it, you know. Yeah, I they definitely do that. They definitely do. I know that they had a sequel in play. They mm-hmm. definitely, like, that is true. Especially when you watch this movie again. And there's a lot of, like, Joker references. Especially mm-hmm. towards the end of this film. Mm-hmm. I will say, like, this movie had a sequel in mind. I don't know if I'd say trilogy in mind. But definitely a sequel. Yeah. So I think that lends so, a little credence to the origin thing, but I, I do agree that it takes a little bit of time. But it, 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 that is like one of those tough questions, though, because it's like you do want to tell people's origins from time to time, you know? And yeah. how do you do that effectively uh, without being like boring or like dragging down the whole movie? Well, yeah, I mean that's like the big writer question. You have this huge mm-hmm. backstory. It's like, when do I tell this backstory? Do I just tell it all at once right away? Or do I filter it in through flashbacks, right? And Dump it on a text scroll on the screen. <laughs> no, dude, it's supposed to be like visual cues where it's like, you know, the name, dead shot, height, <laughs> like wait. It's like a music video openings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's hilarious? David Guire's, or no, is it, no, it's not David. No, isn't it David Guire who does the, I'm pretty sure it is. That I'm pretty sounds, sure David Guire is the guy who did yeah. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, yeah. But to be fair, the the first Suicide Squad movie, what came out had nothing to do with what he had written. It was yeah. like uh, they literally hired like music video directors to re-edit the whole movie. Like actually. And that's why it looks like that. And it's so weird. And it's just like a long, long music video. Yeah, that, that was... And honestly, that's actually the best part of that whole uh, movie, in my opinion. It, it, like the stylizedness of it. It is because, like, the rest of it's just shit. Yeah, I would agree. Like, with it's that. just bad. Oh, it's no, it's not David Quiet. It's David Iyer. My bad. David my I, bad. Oh, okay. David, David, and it ends with an er. So you're yeah. Um, my bad, my bad. But yes, anyway, like, so it is. It is tough because, like, how do you tell the origin story? <laughs> and like, I think I appreciate the origin story. I almost just feel like that should have been its own movie. Where everything should have almost just been like Rachel Ghoul, Ra's al Ghoul, whatever you want to call it. We'll get into that 
whole debate. Mm-hmm. Cause I know like me and you for the last decade were like, just, uh, it's racial goal, not raw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, race. <laughs> I, I just remember it like purposely going like Raz al Ghul and just you turning around like I want to murder this motherfucker like <laughs> just oh, saying yes. it to piss me off and it's working. Yeah, you're good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I know it's it's a character trait of mine. <laughs> All right, what's uh? I'll, I'm going to read the next paragraph. And we can talk. In the Butte Prison, he is approached by Henry Ducard, played by. Liam Neeson, who recruits him to the League of Shadows, led by Razal Ghoul. <laughs> yeah, okay, guy. The League believes Gotham or Gotham is beyond saving and tends to destroy it. After completing his training, Bruce rejects the League, and it mandates kill- that killing is necessary, bringing down the temple and his escape. Raz is killed in the falling debris, while Bruce saves Ducard. Um, he returns to Gotham, takes on the family company. Which is being taken public by the people. I'm like paraphrasing. Yeah. Um, company person Lucius Fox, who's a friend of Bruce, allows Bruce to use the prototype defensive technologies, like the bodysuit tumbler. Basically, just showing like a realistic take of like how Bruce gets his stuff, and then he right. sets up this persona of his uh, shallow playboy, setting up the bases in the cave. And just kind of like a montage of like the start of Batman, mm-hmm. which is this is a this is a lot of paragraphs to go by. What do you think of uh, the League of Shadows and how that story progressed? Uh, I mean, I think it was well done for being as minimal as it is. I mean, like it it isn't, but it is. Like I don't know, it's there's enough like mystery and stuff behind it to kind of keep it interesting. I feel like. Hmm. But uh, yeah, when I going I, going back, like I feel like I didn't have near as much of an idea of uh, that whole side when I first yeah. watched this as I do now. The League of Shadows, I, so it's like a little there, different. There's so many animated movies and so many like TV shows, like animated Batman shows that go through the storyline. So mm-hmm. it's like, but I believe this is like the first storyline that literally like that talked about the league of shadows as like the origin story for batman and mm. i really like that idea of batman like going away as a kid to train mm. with all these different masters and learning the ways of the criminal before coming back with the sole purpose of like seeking vengeance for his family in the way of crime fighting like mm. i do really like that storyline and this is the first movie that really did that so like i appreciate it, it for being credence to his but ability i feel like the way you you said it was very minimal. And I feel like this is it almost feels shallow. Like it's like this is the first movie that does it, but it does so in a way that it feels shallow. And that's kind of the theme that I get after watching this movie is like there's a lot of cool ideas. But the ideas are never like fully realized. Yeah. And it's just, like, the idea of, like, League of Shadows. He goes to join the League of Shadows. Um, he goes through all the tests. He completes the test, but he won't kill, right? And they're just like, mm-hmm. we're going to kill you now because you won't kill. And, like, yeah, somehow, like, well, yeah, and then, like, the temple starts <laughs> just, like, blowing up and, like, on fire. I'm like, God, that is quickly, <laughs> like, no. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kill just, everyone like, else there. Also, like, 
is there training for like the league of shadows for these like like all this like they move in unison i'm like do they practice this like all right guys yeah. we have new recruits we must practice <laughs> yeah hey you fucked up you gotta do this perfectly <laughs> unison yep yep choreography is a big part of their training <laughs> and also just like the lie of like this is Raz al Ghul and it's like no I'm Raz al Ghul and it's like yeah okay looking like, back now it feels pretty pointless but at like, the time know, like yeah if we if you go back and you can pretend that you didn't know that he was Rachel Ghul and stuff like that I then it's it's not yeah. as bad but like knowing now it's just like okay yeah this is pretty obvious when I uh when I first watched this I was so confused and yeah, I remember yeah, I'm just like, it's it's not racial ghoul. Like I thought this is racial yeah. ghoul. Like yeah, yeah. It, it's the it's the obvious like stand in ethic dude. Yeah. I like I forget I forget like what his ethnicity would be. But I'm like, oh it's hmm. him? Like that's that doesn't seem right. I'm pretty sure it's Liam Neeson. Yeah. You know, and then, and then like the movie, like later on it's like racial ghoul. It's like Oh, okay, it is him. Okay, my confusion is over. But I was just confused. Yeah, yeah, I would agree that that was it's a little messy, especially when you hire <laughs> somebody like Liam Neeson, especially nowadays too. Because like back then, you got to realize Liam Neeson wasn't nearly as famous. This was before yeah. Taken and stuff like that, and and so That's he wasn't fair. quite That's as high fair. profile name to where you're just like instantly like he has to be somebody really big. Yeah, and I feel like I I'm pretty sure I watched this a few years after it came out too. And, like, mm. I knew Liam Neeson a little bit more, and he's a little bit more famous at this time. Mm. But, I, yeah, like, I was just, I was so confused. I mean, it's Liam Neeson. Of course he's the bad guy. Like, Right. And then he got, or, what was your thoughts on uh, making this a more grounded, real Batman? And how do you, like, my first question with this, and I know I'm asking a question even though, or I'm, Answering a question, even though I just asked you a question. How does, like, how does Bruce, like, get away with this? Because, like, how does, like, the Wayne company not realize that their products are being used by Batman? That is that is a good question. Uh, I guess the, the idea in the movie would be that these things are so, like, top secret in the company that even the people that like run the company don't necessarily know about them. The only people that really knows about the, like the details yeah. of the project is Lucius Fox. But like someone but you would, like the Tumblr, you would think that, you know, somebody might be like, Hey, didn't we make that thing? <laughs> yeah. Like, I I remember like all the other project. stuff I could kind of see, but the Tumblr for sure. I feel like that's something you would recognize if you, uh, the Tumblr, the, that. The bat suit. It's like, man, I'm well. The bat suit, sure. you know, they, he does add some of his own things. He puts on the cowl and changes a few things. Yeah. Where like I could see that, especially like it's not like they're taking pictures of him like in broad daylight where you can yeah. examine the suit. But and this the tumbler is, is definitely like, yeah. And this is before social media too. That's also so true. like you wouldn't have like people like taking pictures constantly and just like asking that. You know, going back and forth of like looking at the picture, like, oh, where is this from? Like, the the day of the internet, I feel like it'd be really hard to be a superhero because like it's so easy to like transfer that communication and that message. Yeah, that oh, information. Yeah. Absolutely. So, any more thoughts about the intro? 
Uh, I I will say that uh, Christian Bale with long hair, like in the beginning mm-hmm. of this when he comes in, oh yeah, so much of Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne, like the hairstyle and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. That Bruce. Uh, that is another thing I pointed out. Is there. it like mandatory? Is it mandatory for Bruce Wayne to have long hair in his origin story? Yeah, that like long kind of bowl cut, almost looking kind of shady. Yeah, yeah. I like where he steals his own things and like you're a thief. He's like, no, I'm not. It's like I just stole my own things. It's like, uh, like I understand the joke there, but I'm like, man, real world, it does one of two things. One, either they see look like an idiot, which mm. kind of like what it shows in the movie, or two, like people are just like, wait, you're Bruce Wayne. Why are you robbing things, man? Yeah. Yeah, right. Like this before the age of information. Right. All right. Moving it's a different on. Time. This was 20 years ago. Almost. Oh, God. So this came out. 21 years ago. I feel old. Yeah. Intercepting a drug shipment, Batman provides Rachel, now a Gotham assistant district attorney, good for her, with evidence mm. against Falcone, enlists Sergeant James Gordon, one of Gotham's fewest honest police officers, to arrest him. In prison, Falcone meets uh, Jonathan Crane, a corrupt psychologist whom he helped smuggle drugs into Gotham. Donning a scarecrow mask, Crane sprays Falcone with fear-inducing halogen. And I like it's like hallucinogen. I hallucinogen. my brain is yeah, yeah, which <laughs> drives him crazy. He gets transferred to Arkham, and then Batman investigates, gets sprayed by Crane. He is able to escape and is is able to get saved. Um, then Batman later seduces Crane. Basically, this is the whole Scarecrow intro. Ugh. Do you think now looking back, is this like a Scarecrow? I you like the Scarecrow. I I do, honestly, because Scarecrow is kind of like a smaller time villain in the Batman yeah. stories. He always kind of has been. And, like, even, I think, in more recent stories and stuff, he's almost kind of, like, been a butt of a joke a little bit mm. because he's never quite got to that level of, like, the other rogues in Batman's gallery. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like, you know, kind of taking him down this more kind of crazy, personal crazy kind of path where he's just kind of on his own rampage and doesn't really have, like, these grand plans and, like, grand desires necessarily. Mm. He's just kind of following orders, working with Raish a little bit and, you know, kind of yeah. doing his own thing. I, I think that that's actually one of the better takes on Scarecrow. And I love Cillian Murphy. I think he's a great actor. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy Cillian Murphy. I enjoyed Cillian Murphy. I do enjoy the Scarecrow. It's, uh, I wish they would have done a little bit more with the effects that Scarecrow had. I'm thinking like Arkham Asylum, the video game, or like he's, it's some of the best levels. It's very much like Mysterio, where it's like I just want a little bit more in like with these yeah. effects. That being said, it's a twenty-year-old movie, so like I think and they did pretty good for that. It's twenty years old, and I feel like they were trying to keep it a lot more grounded to begin with. But the scene of him like on the horseback and stuff when he's like spitting fire, <laughs> like that's pretty awesome. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I will say, um, there's one scene here that they don't really they talk about a little bit. But it doesn't do it justice because this is like the intro Batman scene. And my God, this is probably one of the best intro Batman scenes. And it almost tops Batman 89 where he is at the shipyard and he's just oh, taking yeah. out thugs one by one in the most scariest way. Mm-hmm. Who are you? 
I'm Batman. Like, mm-hmm. it's just... Uh, it hits. It hits. It hits. It's a great moment. I think... Mm-hmm. And I will say, with the Dark Knight trilogy, when they slow down and they focus on mm-hmm. a scene, it's fucking good. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's, my, that's my positive takeaway from this. When it slows down, it's great. Mm-hmm. These movies just don't slow down off. Yeah, yeah. these movies just don't slow down off. It's like, <laughs> go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. Not so much this movie because this movie slows down initially with the the origin, origin yeah. but then it's it then it takes off. But the next two movies are definitely they they feel this. It's go go yeah. go, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Batman evades the police to get Rachel to safety. She he administers the antidote, uh, gives her them two vials for Gordon and mass produce, production. He goes to his birthday party, which is a great time for a birthday party. Yeah. Ducard appears and reveals himself as Raz al Ghul, the dead Raz is a decoy, which at the time was supposed to be a <gasps> moment that I think no one like really went <gasps> for. Like, yeah. oh, that makes sense. Like for me, it was just like, oh, hey, it is the guy that I thought he was. Right. Um, yeah, I would say it wasn't. I don't think it was. Having, st- having stolen a powerful microwave emitter from Wayne Enterprises, he plans to vaporize, vaporize Vaporize. Yeah. Vaporize. Gotham's water supply, rendering the crane's drugs airborne and causing mass hysteria that will destroy the city. Which, not a bad plan, but also I feel like it doesn't actually destroy the city. Yeah. And also, I mean, like, there's the big plot hole that everyone has with this this plan is that people, like you and me, we're like 90% water. Yeah. So if you just evaporated all of the water and vaporized it we would also be vaporized yeah which would be like a better plan just kill yeah yeah yeah, which is like much more gruesome honestly (laughs) less cinematic though well i guess it'd be kind of cinematic (laughs) for the moment but like you wouldn't have a scene floating yeah just pop 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 as the thing goes by (laughs) oh that reminds me of kingsman with the heads exploding yep 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 (laughs) um Bat, uh, Batman rescues Rachel from the mob. He confronts Roz on the trade. He's using the tumbler. Um, they're going into the city, into Wayne Tower, that basically connects the whole city together. He, Gordon uses the tumbler to blow the tracks. Mm. And Batman refuses to save Roz again. He escapes. Roz dies. Yep. The, the Which is like a... I don't have to save you. I'm not going to kill you. Don't have to save you. I don't know how I feel about that line. I never yeah. knew how I felt about that line. Yeah, I don't. I still don't know how I feel about that. I mean, even like, well, it's funny because it goes back. I think about uh, what was it, Batman Forever with Joker or with uh, Riddler and Two Face? Mm-hmm. Was that yeah? When Two Face is like hanging by the thing, and Batman convinces Robin to like save him or whatever, not lie. And then they just end up letting him fall anyways and dying. Like after going yeah. through the whole speech about not not sinking to their level and saving them or whatever. And this Batman's like, I don't have to it's save awesome. you. Yeah. It's like, uh, you're a hero. It just, it just doesn't feel right. But leave it to David Goyer, Esquire, to do this twice with the yep. Man of Steel as well. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, didn't he do the Man of Steel too? <laughs> I, to be fair, 
to be fair, the Superman one, a mm-hmm. hundred times worse than this one. <laughs> he straight up breaks I thought you were going to say, gonna say better. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. It's so much worse. And it's Superman too. Like yeah. Superman, like Batman straddles that line of darkness sometimes to where like in a really bad situation, like I think about the Dark Knight Returns, uh, mm-hmm. like Miller Comics, where he does end up killing the Joker or letting him die. Like making yeah. that ultimate choice kind of thing. And like, and it being, you know, like a tough choice, but the right choice. Whereas mm-hmm. I don't see Superman killing anybody. I don't. Not in that situation, no. Because no. there's so many other answers. Just fly yeah. up. Yeah, take him to a different planet. Like, Batman doesn't have that option. No. Um, and I don't even like mind the whole, like, he didn't save him. If he were just like flown away with his Gatlin gun and like let him die, yeah. I don't think anybody would like say anything. But the whole, like, the I don't have to it. save you. Yeah. It's like, it's like uh, it's, come on, man. Because you said that, now I feel like you're killing him. Yeah. It's like you are choosing to let him die. That's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. different. It's, you didn't kill him, but, like, man, your your actions did. And you had enough time to think about it, obviously, before you left. <laughs> like, it's not like a split second. I... Like, oh, I could have saved him. It was like, no, yeah. I could. I'm not going to. Peace out. Uh, I'm going to finish up this uh, thing. Bruce gains Rachel's respect. <laughs> However, she decides not to be with him, telling him that they can go together. If Go- Gotham no longer needed Batman, Batman becomes a public hero, and then he purchases Wayne, fires the guy, places him with Fox. Yeah. Gordon is now a lieutenant, and they show the bat sign. All right. That signal. What's your, what's your thoughts on this movie? I mean, I still enjoyed it. You know, I, I will. It's definitely the hardest to watch out of the three of them. Maybe. Yeah. Just because it, it is got such a long, like, opening origin kind of mm-hmm. drags on for a while before, like, it gets yeah. going. It does have a lot of good moments in it. Um, I do think, like, if I was like to compare it, I do think it, it's overall like probably a better film than like the third one. But I think maybe the third one is. A little bit easier to watch. I agree. I would agree with that. I, I what's the highlight of this movie? I feel like there's two, and that's the intro Batman scene. Yeah, and the scene yeah, where everybody's that, going crazy and scarecrows yeah, on the board. Yeah, yeah that, that's literally like the two scenes that I was thinking about. Uh, yeah. What What are your thoughts I mean, on the, the Tumblr scene? Oh, he's yeah. driving through the city with Rachel. I mean, that's pretty iconic. Yeah. Pretty awesome. What's your thoughts on uh, Rachel and the love story that this movie is in? Yeah. I don't know. It never really felt like a It love doesn't story. really hit, does it? Yeah. I feel yeah. like they talk about love, but they don't really show anything. It's like yeah. two people who are interested in each other and they talk about like, hey, we can get together. Hey, that'd be cool. But like don't ever actually do anything together yeah and i felt like that was that's the relationship of bruce and rachel for two movies yeah i mean like it's weird when you think about it because he's he was what like 14 or you know i guess how old was he when he left the first time uh like 14 to 17 somewhere around there yeah so i mean he wasn't he was just a kid when they like knew each other yeah and they really weren't around each other for long periods of time and he comes back 
So it's kind of like that weird dynamic where it's like, oh, this is a kid I had a crush on when I was like 15 and now we're 30 and we're yeah. back together. It's not like that doesn't translate to the same type of relationship. No, and I, I think Bruce, for Bruce's perspective, it makes sense for him to really be into Rachel. But for mm-hmm. Rachel, like she's like she's been to college. She's like is now in a really good career where she's met probably several men in this. Like to me, it's like Bruce wouldn't be on her mind. Yeah, it doesn't strike you as like a unrequited love kind of thing from childhood that they're just waiting to get back mm-hmm. together this whole time. It was more of just like uh, it could have happened, but it never really did. So yeah why keep looping back to it kind of thing should we talk about raz slash race and the fact that they decided to change that can we talk about that now <laughs> yes because i think that's a decision i fucking hate to this day yeah it just adds unnecessary confusion into, into everything yeah and like there's literally a scene it's like raz is that how you pronounce it it's like no <laughs> no not how you pronounce it it's race Oh, cool. For the love of yeah. God. Why do they change the pronunciations? And here's the thing. It's not like this invincible thing where yeah. like, you know, like in my it head, it was, spoken out loud. it was Levy, Angstrom Levy. But no, it's like, no, it's Angstrom Levy. But like Kirkman decided that like, that's how they pronounced it. Like right. Batman, it's always been Raish. Always been Raish. First live yeah. action adaptation, Raz. Yeah. Why? Like this is established like it's a cartoon. Yeah. And now like there's literally debates like is it Raz or Rage? Like it's always Rage. It should always yeah. have been Rage. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Liam Neeson's portrayal of Raz al Ghul? Uh I feel like he doesn't get too many. I he I love Liam Neeson as an actor. I don't think he got too many opportunities in this movie to do too much because we only really see him from Batman's perspective like in the scenes that Batman's into. Mm-hmm. So you only see him like with his interactions with Batman. You don't get to see any of the other stuff that he's doing, planning anything that he does on the outside. You only get to see him when he's literally in the same room as Batman. It's really a shame. Yeah. I think they're, they're treating of, I, I think Raish, I'm just gonna call him Raish from here on out. Fuck the Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel Gould, is a great beginning villain because he has so many ties to the origin, right? I think killing him was a mistake. You know what I think part of the problem was is that when you, they're making this film series, trying to go real grounded. Yeah. with like the Batman lore. And I think when you take something like the league of shadows and you ground it in reality, it becomes much less than what it is. In yeah. The because like and they talk it. and they talk, this movie also, this whole trilogy talks a lot of themes, right? Like, oh, yeah. characters talk theme. They talk philosophy. Yep. Literally they talk about the dialogue. ideas of the world. Like, the whole dialogue is just talking the theme. And, like, they like, oh, the League of Shadows is this, this mythical thing. It's like, it could have been. <laughs> like, yeah, it definitely doesn't it feel like have. it. Like, it just, they're just there. They're a tor- terrorist organization, but you don't really see the inner workings. You just, they're just yep. there. They do things you and don't then they feel die. The, the power. Like, it's from what we see in the movie, we see like, uh, what, like a shack in the, in the Alps or something temple. like that with a yeah. temple. Yeah. With a handful of guys in it and all of them get killed. 
except for Somehow. Liam Neeson's character. Yeah. yeah. And then, and that's all we see of this infamous League of Shadows. I do feel like without having, obviously this would not fit into this trilogy, but without having like the Lazarus Pit and like this idea of Raish essentially being immortal and controlling mm-hmm. this like League for thousands of years, it definitely loses that power and that presence that it has in like the comics and stuff like that. This is again goes to the theme where of this whole trilogy and how I feel about it. It's a very shallow interpretation of Ra's uncle, Raish uncle. Yeah, and I and I think that was the the limiting factor with this movie and the reason why with this trilogy, and the reason why it was probably for the best that it didn't like expand into a bigger universe is just how yeah. grounded it was. It left yeah. so little to like play with along the they way. They just shouldn't have killed them because I feel like the third movie would have been a lot better. If they, you know, essentially yeah. had him still be around, yes, like have yeah. him defeated or have him in jail. That's a like, tough so because how do you fit him and Talia in it, or do you just take Talia out entirely and just have him be in it? I think it might have almost been better if you just skip Talia and yeah, you could have him, have him be, in like, it. Bad guy like he doesn't even have to be the bad guy in the third film. Just like having the idea of like they're still around, they're still yeah. plotting. Just mm-hmm. that, like, Batman severely took out the, the the League of Shadows. Or just have it in the air of, like, did he die, did he not die? And they could have done that. Because, yeah. like, you don't see a body. And if you don't see a body in the superhero movie, like, is he dead? No. But, like, in this movie, it's clearly that he died. Mm-hmm. So, we're, we're at the 30-minute mark. Actually, we're, I think we're a little bit over. That's okay. Um, what rating do you give Batman Begins? Batman Begins? Yeah. I would say three plus. That's kind of where I'm at. I wrote three plus. Maybe four minus on a good day. If you would have asked me a little bit ago, I probably would have said before I watched it, I probably would have said four minus after watching yesterday, three plus. I'm like debating. I'm like, is this a good movie that has great moments, or is this a great movie that just like is overall? Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, I, 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 it's, it's, I think it I'm really straddles points. the line. It really straddles the line between those two, between mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't even know I'm how like, to describe it. I think it I'm going to say it's good because I think at the time it was great because we didn't get a movie like this. This is the first movie that really like goes into the depths of or even though it did very shallowly at least touched upon the origin more than any other movie has ever done it showed us a, a, a realistic take on batman that we've never seen it and with a director that really knows his stuff at least action wise <laughs> with the technology of of the time which was really advanced compared to like mm-hmm. the 90s of batman 89 oh yeah so like this movie was great when it came out but I think after watching all of Marvel and the new DCEU movies, which this movie's better than all, all of DC. them except for maybe one. The, the only one I can think of is Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking. Yeah, um, <laughs> better than every other DCEU movie. Yeah, but like I think just with that in mind, I'm like, this movie isn't like new in the sense of like this is the only great superhero movie. You can compare it to now another batman movie and i don't think this movie holds up anymore i just don't 
So I think three plus is where I'm going to give it to. I was thinking four minus, but I'm like, no, that's where like three plus is what I was feeling. All right. Should we get to the big one? Yes. All right. Back from break. Starting at dark night. And I got a take for you, Brandon. Yeah. I'm, 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 okay. All right, so Dark Knight, director oh. Christopher Nolan again. Uh, David Esquire did not do the screenplay. It was Jonathan Nolan. Trist- I'm pretty sure it's Christopher Nolan's brother. Yep. And brother His yeah. most yeah, other yeah. famous work is Westworld, which I didn't know. I think I knew that at one point. But uh, yeah, that. he worked on Westworld. Mickey Gillett. The first couple seasons were really good. Westworld is really good. First season is really good. Yeah. Starts to kind of go off the rails. A little but... bit. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal takes over Rachel Dawes. Mm. And I kind of just want to do my take right away. So we're, so we're going to do a little bit different. Okay. This yeah. is where uh, I, I followed this podcast, Bill Simmons, one of the more famous like sports podcasts in the world. He has a whole company. And he often at this point will say, all right, mm. I got to take Kyle, turn on the TikTok camera. And I think this this is just this <laughs> moment. So are you ready for it, Brandon? Please argue with me afterwards. Okay, I'm as ready as I'll ever be. The Dark Knight is overrated. And not just yeah, overrated. The Dark Knight is possibly the most overrated superhero movie of all time. And hold on, hold on. Before you get too crazy about this. Yes, before you go off the handles here. The Dark Knight is still a great movie. (laughs) Heath Ledger is amazing. His Joker is arguably the greatest villain of all time. When people think of the Dark Knight, they think of Heath Ledger's Joker. And when when people are asked, Mm -hmm. what's the greatest superhero movie of all time? It's almost unilaterally The Dark Knight. And this is where I say The Dark Knight is not, like, it's overrated. This is where I say it's the most overrated movie of all time because I don't think it's the best superhero movie of all time. Not anymore. What is? We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Because uh, that, that's, I think that, that is what the argument oh, is I, based on. Because if you're going to make hold some on, hold on. I'm not, I'm not, not done best, yet. You got to give me a good argument. For oh, I'm not better. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, so it's not as good. Here's as the thing. This is what, this is why it's not that good. As people say it is. I still think it's a great movie. I still rate it highly. But the thing is, there's a whole other movie outside of the Joker. Right? Rachel's a horrible love interest. Harvey Dent is not even a... Is barely a character. He has an arc, but he has no character traits. His only character trait is he's a good person who who fights crime legally. That is it. The only little depth into Harvey Dent is the fact that there is one statement that he's been called Two-Face in college. And that's that. This movie starts out great with the bank scene. And then from there, it's just a fucking yeah. roller coaster, fast pace, where like I don't even understand what is going on. James Gordon dies in this movie, and I didn't even know he died. People, Rachel gets yeah, killed. It's a, and it's just like a thing that yeah. happens. This is a movie that just 
That's what sets the But this is a, hold you're, on, you're hold on. This movie just goes, 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 goes. And people, and like barely understand the plot. And it's only when this movie slows down for the Joker scenes. For the action scenes where this movie is amazing. And this movie is, in those scenes, amazing. But here's the biggest part of this movie that is that makes it not the greatest superhero movie of all time. Batman. The character Batman. Bruce Wayne has no arc. He has no story. Start and finish, he's just Batman. And that is the biggest reason why I say this movie... As great as it is, is not the greatest movie of all time or greatest superhero movie of all time. You ask me which movie is. I think Infinity War is better. I think Civil War is up there. From a writing standpoint, I think you could argue Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse is better. Maybe not Across the Spider-Verse at this point in time because it's a part one. Okay, so Infinity War, I don't think I can give you that because Infinity War is like is an ensemble yep. movie, right? If you just released Infinity War without the rest of the MCU mm-hmm. behind it, it would not be well, nearly as yeah. good. But it would yeah, be kind but... of trash because you wouldn't care about any of the characters. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know how many character arcs are in Infinity War. Does every character have their it's own just character arc? No, because there's a million characters. Yeah, it, yeah. Right, so that's my okay. point about that. That movie is built upon yep, its predecessors. It is. Without it is more of a peninsula episode of a season. Yeah, uh, this is. It, it, I'll give you some credence. Maybe it's not the best superhero movie ever written or made. You know what it is, though. It's the best supervillain movie ever made because Batman isn't the main character in this movie. No, no, I don't. Joker I don't give you that. Joker is not the main character. He's I, the main I, focal point. Yeah. He's the focus. Batman's yep. the main character. He has no focus, though. No, I I give you no, that for Infinity I, War. Thanos is the protagonist in that movie, arguably. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I think Batman in this movie is more of a. He's like the constant. Yeah. He's the 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 force, the immovable, the you know, like the. The constant and then joker is the actual interest the actual the chaos that is then had to be dealt with by the constant i don't think that and it's the second movie in a trilogy and i know i'm pretty sure by this point they were planning on doing a trilogy i know they were because they were planning on having yep. joker come back for the they're supposed to be the villain um, for the third one before you pledger died well, after he before the, died. He, yeah, because they were yeah. like, oh, it was so good. No, I, I thought it was after. Because they originally they wanted to Well, no, I think and from what I remember back. hearing, um, Riddler was supposed to be the villain with Heath Ledger coming back. And it's supposed to be like a Riddler-Joker team up or like rivalry. But then after uh, he died, they thought the Riddler would be too compared to the Joker. So they went in a completely different direction. See, I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was supposed to be the Joker, and then after Heath Ledger died, the studios were like, oh, do Riddler, because he's similar uh, to the Joker, and it's different, and you can have a similar thing. 
And Christopher Nolan's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not just going to have a character that's the same as Heath Ledger out of respect for him. And that's why they did Bane instead. That could be. Who knows? That's that's my understanding of what happened. But (laughs) I, I don't know. It's like, I don't, like, you want to say that, I don't know, it's tough. Because you make the argument, yeah, Batman, he doesn't really have an arc, and he doesn't really learn too much in this. But I just, I don't know if that's that necessary. I mean, the first movie is his arc, and the third movie is his arc. And this is, like, this is the middle part. This is him, you know, this is, like, the defining point. You know, Mm -hmm. like, he had that, his first end of this. And now it's like his test. Yeah, I agree. You know, after like establishing yeah. himself after the first movie to see if he can stand up on his morals, mm-hmm. on his grounds, and be true to the the Batman that he wants to be while going against this absolutely anarchic, insane situation yeah. that he's put in and trying to stay strong and not can... change or fall down into those levels and give in to the Joker or sympathize with them. Or can we break like routine that. a little bit? That wasn't the point of this. Can we go... Was... Let's just do our ratings before we go into this movie. Because I kind of broke routine by doing the hot take the for the social medias. Hmm. So, my rating for this film, I think initially before I started, was a 5. And it was like a 5. I always thought this movie was overrated. Yeah. And I, like, I've had this take for a while. But I always gave it a 5. Yeah, you've always been one of those kind of hipster yeah, A little bit, but I was like... <laughs> I always yeah. felt the same, and like rewatching it, I'm like, all right, this is my view before. I want to watch this movie and like give it like it's. I want to be proven wrong, and I watched this movie and I kind of felt the opposite. I felt stronger. Obviously, that's how biases work. Maybe I'm just biased. Yeah, but my rating's still <laughs> a five minus. Like it's a five minus now. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's really anything I'd give like a actual five to. Yeah, nothing's perfect. Well, like five is just like it's best of its its class, and I, arguably, I think you can make the argument that it's just a five. I just think this is one of those movies that like, yeah, this movie is not perfect. Like this movie has some pretty serious flaws. It's just that Heath Ledger's Joker. When they focus upon Heath Ledger's Joker, he's his his Joker is just so good that like. You remember mm. the positive parts, right? You remember those scenes. And mm. those scenes are amazing. Like, Isn't that what makes the movie, though? It's about those it experiences. Does. It does. It's about those things that you remember but this that movie, stick in your head. At the end of the day, the the little hits and beats, if they don't quite What's the plot of this movie, Brandon? It's about the big picture. Chaos. <laughs> Is that your answer? That's the whole point. Right, Joker but like, chaos. this movie, yeah. like, the plot is chaos. I don't even understand, like, what's going on in this movie half the time. It's because you aren't the Joker. It's all the Joker's doing. Like, all of this is his orchestration, and but nobody the, can the understand thing is, like, what's going on in his head. Also, I love, I love the, when Joker talks. They're like, you have plans. Like, plans? I don't have plans. You have plans. I'm like, Joker, you have a plan. Your plan <laughs> yeah. was to get caught. You yeah. put a cell phone <laughs> in I'm, it. Too. I'm a, like a dog chasing a car. I wouldn't know what to do if I caught such, it, but I. But just it's not the most going. bullshit line ever because it's like, dude, you had the, you have so yeah. many plans. It's just not like. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean yeah. that's part of his character. It I is, it like, is yeah. part of his character. It's part of, like he's such an unreliable narrator. 
you want to know how I got these scars and his changes? Mm. I do really like his character, like the writing, yep. like how it's switching. I love that. Like yeah. this movie is great. This, I don't like. I didn't want to be a hater just to be a hater. I think I have some pretty valuable merits of like why this movie is the greatest hero movie, superhero movie of all time. And the one movie that I will say is better that I forgot to completely even mention is Logan. Yeah, Logan. Logan's the yeah, best yeah, yeah. movie all time. Logan, Logan, Logan sits on but a he, different. He, on here's a different the thing. Sphere. Here's the thing. Dark Knight's more rememberable Give, because of the Joker. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? And I feel like part of that too is like Logan was the send off to a character that had been in like ten movies at this different point. universe though. Yeah, but it was still like the actor, and it was the person yeah. we knew and loved, and like we had, we had gone through him for so long. Whereas you don't quite get as much build up for Batman, and we don't no. get that same level of no. send off. The writing though, the writing though, Batman and the surprises were amazing. Yes. I think the villains just weren't as memorable, or as like the Joker is. Yeah, I mean uh, Logan the only superhero movie to be released like in theaters in black and white because it's, it's so, just good. so good also first rated r wait second yeah. rated r movie because of deadpool right yeah I think deadpool first. yeah deadpool and i'm so happy the movie was rated r we will we will get to logan at some point because yeah. i want to talk about that movie because that movie is amazing yeah. i think I, did i watch that movie with you it, yeah that is one of we might have watched it i were just those are like the first movie theaters. i came out of theaters and just been like damn Wow. My what yeah. I just watched that was a masterpiece. Yeah. That being said, we're talking about Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. So let's let's uh, yep, get into yep, the yep. plot a little bit. And there's a lot. There's a lot of plots that they just go through at rapid pace. And when you read it, it's great. Like the thing is there's not a lot of plot holes because they do cover their ground. It's just such a bang, 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 yep. bang, bang. You just yeah, don't know what's happening. Yeah, and I will say that that is a theme. I mean, it's already two and a half hours long. Um, so all these movies are very long. For the the gang, the gang of mass criminals, rob a raffian-owned bank in Gotham City, betraying and killing each other until the sole survivor Joker reveals himself as a mastermind and escapes with the money. The vigilante Batman and District Attorney Harvey Dent and Jim Gordon ally to eliminate uh, Gotham's organized crime. Batman's true identity, the billionaire Bruce Wayne, publicly supports Dent. Wayne believes Dent's success will allow Batman to retire, allowing him to romantically pursue his childhood friend Rachel Dawes, despite her relationship with him. And I will say that beginning scene is amazing. It's so great. It's like you just mm, oh, you know yeah. like you're like, is that the Joker? I don't know if that's the Joker, but you're like you have a really good idea. And it's just like yeah. it's it was just such a shocking like oh yeah. What doesn't kill you makes you stranger. And uh, yeah. that is one of the best like superhero openings of all time. Was that? Scene. Oh yeah, one of the best film movie openings. Of all it time. was just I mean, great. It gets you. I also just like bang um, bang bang. Right was the bank owner? Is that was that Matthew McConaughey? I never looked that up. He looks like it's Matthew. No, it's not. No, it's not Matthew McConaughey. It's another guy that's so okay. famous. It looks like Matthew McConaughey, doesn't it though? Yeah. He, he resembles him, but it's... I, I was like, I, I just remember watching him. Like, I'm pretty sure I've looked into this. I'm pretty sure it's not Matthew McConaughey, but I always think it's Matthew McConaughey. Like, um, 
so moving on i will say the whole like the idea of batman wanting to get rachel dawes even though she's in a like a relationship with harvey dent is so interesting that i wish they would have like slowed down and actually spent time with that but this movie never does and it you get the idea of it yes i think that's part of like the the idea behind it too though is that like yeah he wants to slow down and do this but batman can't slow down like all this stuff Mm -hmm. is still happening and like it's coming whether he's ready for it or not doesn't matter that he wants a relationship with her wants to spend time he's got the joker on his i just burning down the whole i just feel like this plot point would just hit harder if they would have took the time to actually like slow down because like there's so many yeah i do think it it, it took point though by the end (sighs) By him not by not him not slowing down and having the chance to like actually do anything with it just goes to serve the fact that he can't yeah you know the whole idea that you know when he's not batman anymore then maybe but until then as long as there needs to be a batman then he can't be in a relationship all right let's go through this a little bit um gotham mafia boss gathers to discuss uh what happened with the joker and the police the guy from Hong Kong, I forget his name, Lao, the accountant Lao is like, hey, let's pull, put the money to me, or I already took it all. I'm going to go back to, I believe, Hong Kong, so they can't touch me. Joker makes yeah. his appearance. Batman goes to Hong Kong, takes Lao, kidnaps him, brings him back. <laughs> uh, I'm like, little international yeah. incident there. And then they go to a, the, the diner, or uh, I am fumbling this hard. I'm trying to like paraphrase because I don't want to read all of it. So hmm. the bosses accept Joker's offer to kill the Batman, including the judge, police, and the commissioner. Gordon saves the mayor. Joker threatens his attack will continue until Batman reveals his identity. He targets Den at a fundraiser that Bruce's runs, throws Rachel out the window, but Batman rescues her. That scene was really cool, but I feel like what's not mm. talked about is that, like, they completely skip what happens next. And I don't know if you caught this, Brandon. He saves Rachel and then, like, moves on to the next day. Like, what the fuck happened from there? Yeah. Yeah. That, I, that is one of the small plot holes in this movie. Yeah. Like, what does the Joker do next? What <laughs> like, happens? Yeah. It's like, all right, we're all good. Rachel's good. Hey, Rachel's safe, everybody. It is Everything is fine. It is okay. Rachel is safe. That that is probably something that was just ultimately cut down because the movie was already. Yeah, it's such a big. Like it's not a big plot hole, but it's also just one of those like, how do you miss that? I feel like it should have been like some. Yeah, should have been explained. Yeah, but I mean, what you like? Almost taking like a minute to try to wrap that scene up is almost worse That's, than just like not wrapping I guess. it up at all. I, maybe there could have been a throwaway line like, oh, he just ran away or something. I don't know. Um, Wayne struggles yeah. to understand Joker's motivations. Alfred Pennyworth says, some men just want to watch the world burn, which I think is a fascinating like line. And like this, that line just like sticks with me forever. Some men just want to watch mm-hmm. the world burn. Oh, yeah. And I, I love it because it's like every man wants something. It's like the Joker just is like he is just chaos he wants just chaos chaos incarnate um mm-hmm. that claims that he is batman the Lero joker and then this whole thing that happens uh 
He, Joker attacks the police convoy in a huge, awesome car sequence. Batman and Gordon apprehend the Joker, even though yeah. Gordon is dead, apparently. Joker, Jordan is promoted. Well, they, yeah, I guess we kind of skipped that. That was like a, it was like a setup yep. sniper thing, right? Where he was wearing like a vest or something like that, and they made it seem like they actually, mm-hmm. actually got killed. And this is where, like, even reading this, like, it's so hard to understand this movie because it's just so rapid fire, right? Yeah. Um, at the police station, they get the Joker. They interrogate the Joker in an amazing scene. Who he says he finds Batman yep. entertaining. He has no intention of killing him. Having to do Batman's feelings for Rachel's, the Joker reveals that she and Dent are now separately in the building rigs to explode. Batman races to save Rachel while Gordon races to save Dent's. However, it is switched. The bomb kills Rachel and burns Dent. What's your thoughts on like all that? Yep. Uh, I mean, I think it was a, a high stakes thing that actually paid off. Uh, a lot of times in these superhero movies and stuff like that, they they pull mm-hmm. their punches. They're afraid to actually like kill somebody and stuff like that, and actually have some yeah. impact or consequences to the actions, but. You know, Batman, he made his choice, he, he and he was tricked, obviously, but he made his choice, and, and he even still wasn't able to save Dent from being burned I thought the setup too. was amazing. The whole idea of, like, mm. the Joker being integrity, like interrogated, and then being like, ha-ha, the whole classic, like, you gotta save one, but you can't save both scenario, and actually having it have consequences, I thought it was amazing, yeah. and I... This is why I wish Rachel would have been a better character and a better, like, plot point. And they would have took time because I felt like the death of Rachel could have been felt a lot. Yeah. I mean, she was kind of like a shoehorned in character. Yeah. Which they wanted to have a, I mean, she was written specifically for. I just like, I just don't feel anything towards her. I feel yeah. nothing for Rachel. They're like, oh, Rachel's dead. Cool. I also kind of feel like Batman didn't really do anything towards her, too. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> to be honest, that's a fair. Coleman Reese deduces Batman identity, which is like, I feel like it's pretty easy to deduce that, like, if you work for the company um, and attempts to expose it. Yeah. Joker friends to blow up a hospital unless he's killed, which, again, is fascinating. Everything with the Joker is just great. Uh, Please mm. evacuate a hospital. Gordon struggles to keep Reese alive. The Joker meets with Dent, who is now turned into Two-Face, persuaded him to turn the law into his own hands. <laughs> Dent defers decision-making to a coin and then goes on a killing spree. It's double-sided coin that's no longer yep. double-sided. Dent takes... Oh, I skipped like a whole thing. Goes on a killing spree. Joker then takes... Uh, hostage two evacuation ferries one with civilians oh, yeah. one with prisoners yeah, see like the, the stakes of yeah movie. it's just like so like and again it's the awesome. same choice you save one or save the other but it gives it to the civilians who's like they're gonna do it one of them's gonna blow up the other one if they don't i'm gonna kill both of them and then batman is able hmm. through cell phone usage is able to find the joker and take him down and then neither fairies kill each other and then he's able to save the day before joker is able to kill them all i mean that Fucking whole epic. scene 
uh, like between the yeah between the two uh, ships and stuff like that, like the unschooled prisoners and unschooled families, and they're like arguing about what to do. They both have the detonator for the other boat, and then like the prisoner guy is like, oh, mm-hmm. "Give it to me, I'll do it." He's like, "I know you don't want to do it, I'll do it." Nobody wants to die here, and he gives it to him, and instead of doing it, he throws yep. it out the window. He's like, "No, yeah, it's like, yeah, that's awesome." Um, there's so much to be done. One, the hospital scene with the Joker, he's like, "Hi," and he's like, "Oh yeah, the nurse," the and they're like, "Yep." Yeah. Oh the yeah, just the explosion t- scene where it doesn't go off. Yeah, and then whoa, <laughs> yeah, so great. It's so amazing. Like, I understand why people love this movie and think it's the best superhero. Because, like, mm-hmm. fucking Heath Ledger is amazing. The Joker is great. The writing is great. Yep. His acting is great. It, I just mm-hmm. feel like this movie doesn't breathe. That's like, yeah. It needs to breathe. It's, it's the second in the trilogy. Um, Afterwards, Sten takes Gordon's family hostage, blaming his negligence for Rachel's death. He flips a coin, decides the fate. <laughs> Batman saves Gordon's son. Dent falls to his death. Um, but the whole philosophy talk comes in. Dent is the hero the city, city needs. Batman is not. Batman goes in retirement, essentially. And the city blames Batman for the death of Dent. You either live long enough, or you either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself Matt. become a villain. See, how many quotes <laughs> are there from this movie specifically? Do people just quote? Yeah, like, on this movie is... I can think of, like, we've named so has... many, just, you know, from yeah. like all the different characters, you know, some men mm-hmm. just want to watch the world burn, so many lines from the Joker, lines from Dent. This movie's great. Yeah. It's a five, it's, it's a five for sure. Five minus or five. Yep. I still think it's the most overrated superhero movie, because I don't think it's the number one movie, because there's so many, so many, like, errors, and so many things. I, yeah. I think, you know what I would say, though? If you take them, if you take every superhero movie in like yeah. a vacuum, like excluding any sequels, prequels, anything like that, I think it does hold up as the best. So I think if you just have Logan on its own without any of the prior characters, if you can, if you can imagine that you don't know who Professor X is and it's just some random old guy who's having seizures, and you, you know, like if you can take away all that stuff. Whereas with Batman in this movie, everything is so contained in this. Movie. It is. That you don't need any of these prior ideas, relationships, building, or anything like that in order to get what this. I feel like Batman: The Dark Knight is a movie with amazing scenes. That it, it it's a bad. It's not a bad movie. It's a good movie with amazing scenes, with amazing moments, multiple amazing moments. But like the overall movie aspect of it is so so. I don't know. I could be arguing hard on it. I feel like I'm just defending my point that I started out with. It's a great movie. It's yeah. a, one of the best ever, but it's not the best. I still, All right. I don't, uh, yeah. it's not the best movie ever. Yeah. Made. I still, you can make an argument best, like in the vacuum scenario that I put out, I think I'd put it above Logan. Cause I don't think Logan has that same emotional impact without like the years of seeing Wolverine behind it. It's and, and Hard to Rex say. You can't like really that. put yourself in that vacuum. Yeah, no, you can't. But I guess like a, a different scenario would be like, imagine like the same kind of movie without any known characters. Yeah. Like, imagine there's just replaced with completely random people that you've never heard of. Powers. It's like 
old killing superhero with an even older superhero. I, I still think, think it's Logan, but I don't know if it would top. I still think it's Logan, but like that's the difference between like is the most memorable movie the better movie or is it the movie that you think is just better writing? So yeah. who knows? Um, is, this is clearly the best Joker ever, right? Like there is no argument for best Joker. That I, yes. Outside I of maybe Mark that, Hamill, but I don't think you could. Yeah, well, I, I, don't, I don't. I mean, Walking Phoenix too. You can't yeah, forget I, about. Joker. I don't know if that. That's like that. That's the thing that kind of throws a little Walking bit of a wrench into this good. mix. It's a different take. It's, it's definitely a different take on the Joker. It's much more uh, realistic yeah. in the sense of like mental illness and stuff like that. But it's a very fascinating take on the Joker, nonetheless. And so I don't know if you can like unequivocally put Heath Ledger mm-hmm. at the top anymore. He's still at the top. Don't get me wrong. But I think that we've got like walking Phoenix, like there's potential for other people to, I think do so. Some serious justice. Joker's the, such a fascinating Joker. character because like, there's just, there's so many ways you can take on Joker. There isn't just like mm-hmm. one interpretation that is like the end all be all. Cause I feel like there's some superheroes that like, there's only like one way you can really portray the villain whereas like mm. the joker there is many versions of like there's comics literally called like I mean, three jokers or yeah. it's like three different personalities of joker and like joker just i mean we've gotten three different versions of yeah, joker nicholson. with uh jack nicholson's uh heath ledger's and uh walking phoenix yeah. is all very different Same with the, the batman's joker brief moment with it like his take is vastly different which yeah. i really want to see his take because i think he's um jared leto's joker is not great but like the worst i feel like his joker could have been good if it had been time to actually like be the joker like zach's he's in yeah, zach's you know, you know what I, huh? I just i don't think i like jared leto yeah. that much i just don't think he's no, that good of a not so much i feel like it could have made it work <laughs> he's pretty overrated i think is the issue. so does two-face work in this movie uh i think so in a different yeah. way it's not the same like two-face it's not like the crime boss two-face that we're, yeah. we're thinking about here this is uh a man who is yep. broken or broke essentially like pushed to to a breaking point yeah yeah I th- broke yeah he, he i like that snapped I like that. if you take him from and... his vacuum sorry to cut you off if you take him in his vacuum yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. great tragic character who like as soon as his loved one is lost, he is just broken. I do like that aspect of him, mm. but as like Two Face as a as a whole is, I wish we was just seen more of Harvey Dent. Yeah, and if he would have been like in the yeah. first movie, maybe a little bit, if it would have been teased a little bit more, kind of like to establish him as like this, the White Knight of Gotham, essentially, like he's supposed to so, be before his right. downfall. Is this the best superhero movie ever? Is this what you would would you put that there? Well, I think you. Well, I, I we just kind of yeah. You would put it there, right? right? I mean, I I do think Logan has a has a good argument for it up there. But if we're if we're trying to do it, like I said, in a vacuum, okay. I think it's hard to argue that like what this encompasses can be beat by what rating else. do you give it? So. Five. Okay. 
I will say, like, yeah. top five move, superhero movies of all time, easily, without a doubt, it has to be there. Has to be. Mm-hmm. I think if you want to say t- top three, totally. I think I think I would put it top three too. And honestly, it is in mm-hmm. consideration for me for top or greatest superhero movie of all time. I think it's in consideration because, like you said, there is some really great. No, there is amazing like some of the best moments ever in superhero filming history, if not like the greatest moments ever. I don't think there's been a more quotable superhero movie. I think I agree with you. I think mm-hmm. they're just like really like and like in the lines like they're deep too. Mm-hmm. It's not just like little joke catchphrases and stuff like that. Like they all have yeah. like such meaning to all, I agree like with all you. these lines and phrases. I still think it's overrated because I don't think it should be unilaterally the greatest superhero movie of all time. I think it needs to be in the conversation. Yeah. I, I just don't think as many people have seen Logan. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. Last one. We got to be a little bit quicker on this mm. one because we had spent too much time on the last two films. As always. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the Dark Knight is definitely the one to yeah. talk about. All right, so. Dark Knight Rises, written again by Jonathan Nolan. I wanted to, I always want to highlight who writes these films. Christopher mm. Nolan directs. Um, yeah. We're going to... I don't have a hot take for this film, so we'll just get into the plot right away and we'll talk about it. Bane, a former member of League of Shadows, yeah. leads an attack on a CIA plane over Uzbekistan, Uzbekistan to abduct a nuclear physicist, yeah. Dr. Leonard Pavel, who is pretty sure that's Game of Thrones actor, Peter Bailiff. Yeah. And when I saw him, I was like, I yep, know yep, him. Yep. Yeah, little, little finger. finger, great actor. I yeah. he's in um mm. the wire, great character in the wire. Fakes Pebbles death in the crash. Mm. Meanwhile, eight years after after the death of Gotham City, Harvey Dent, organized crime has been eradicated by legislation, the Dent Act, giving expanded powers to the police. James Gordon, police commissioner, has kept Dent's killing spree a secret and allowed the blame for his crimes to fall on Batman. Bruce Wayne is still mourning the death of Rachel Dawes. And has become recluse and essentially retired. And Wayne Enterprises has been stagnant. What's your thoughts of? Okay, go for, it. go for it. No, go. Real quick, real quick, just the beginning, because I might have missed it. Did something happen? Do they show what happens to his? No. Team? Or is it just like an injury? I that think he has all of a sudden they never like explain it. They're never just like. Uh, Got it I fighting like think this guy he or something like got it or something. when he fell with Harvey Dent. I think okay. that's that. See, like that could that could make sense. Which is, I just feel like they never they don't like, touch, touch upon, upon anything in this like whole that, trilogy, which is man. Kind of weird. Yeah, things just happen yeah. and they don't. Ex- yeah, they're all. Well, to be fair, well, to be fair though, like I mean, well, no, there is. Yeah, but at, at the same time, like you get to that point where it's like. Should Batman just be like walking around expositing no. or you know expositing That's all fair. this stuff all the time? That's fair. You know. It is. It is a more grounded. He should have knee issues. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts on this opening scene in comparison to the other opening scenes of this trilogy? And what's your thoughts on the first like Bane? The, f- <sighs> the voice. That's that's what it is. It it always shocks me. 
at how intense his voice is. Can I... Like, I feel like in my head, it's like a joke, huh. right? And then I hear him talk in the movie, and I'm like, oh, no, it's not a joke. This is Can I do another hot take? Yeah. I like fucking love his voice. <laughs> I, like... <laughs> Okay, I was like you and like pretty much everybody else. When I heard Bane talk for the first time, I was like, "What the fuck is this? Why is he like all high pitch?" Like it, to me, it threw me off a lot initially. But now, like knowing what his performance is and like who he is as a character, and then like watching it again, like when he he like first makes his introduction, I don't know why. I just really like the high pitch voice. I. It's just. I, I think that first scene is the worst <laughs> with his voice. I think it's like the most exaggerated yeah. in that first part in the plane. Um, I don't know. I don't hate it. I was born just, in the dark. It's distracting. You immediately adopted it. I don't know. Yeah, it's so it, iconic. And the way, yeah, and the way that he talks to, like the words that he chooses to use and stuff, like, oh, what happens if I rip that mask off? It would be extremely painful. <laughs> for you like what like it's so (laughs) bad but it's it's so but i love it i don't know why i don't know why i like his voice i feel like i shouldn't i just do because it's so different it's so unique but like it also is like terrifying too in a way of like you don't take him seriously but you know what he's about like yeah yeah it's just I don't know. I that's my hot take. I I, I like it's it. It's a controversial oh. yeah, controversial position. Bainless businessman John Daggett to buy Bruce's fingerprints. Cat burglar Selena Kyle steals Bruce Wayne's prints from Wayne Manor for Daggett. Uh, he dove across the sir. She alerts the police who pursue Bane and Daggett's henchmen into the sewers while Selena Kyle flees. The henchmen capture Gordon and take him to Babe. But he escaped and is found by John Blake, who's played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, an orphan who's deducted Bruce. Yeah. Robin. Yep. John Blake. It really is. I like how he's named John Blake, but he has the same like story as Tim Drake. Where like yeah. he just deduces who he is because he has the same look in the eye as he does. Which is such a like a silly. Yeah. Really, it's silly yeah. almost like, wait, that's all it took? Yeah, but you know, at the same time, like if anyone's going to make like a connection like that, it would be a kid because everyone else would never like allow. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Bane attacks Gotham Stock Exchange. It just looks like New York Stock Exchange. Um, He uses Bruce's fingerprints to verify the series of fraudulent transactions, leaving Bruce bankrupt. Which I thought was really easy for that to happen. Batman resurfaces to pursue Bane's henchmen after Bruce will. Afraid Bruce will get himself killed fighting. His butler, Alfred, resigns in hope of saving him. Um, Burns a letter from Rachel left for him that said that she was going to bury Mary Dent. Bane expands his operations and kills Daggett while Bruce and the new CEO, Miranda Tate, become lovers, apparently. I forget that Miranda Tate's, like, in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, she's just, like, there, almost. Like, it was like a reveal. Like, aha, she's the super villain. It's like... yeah it doesn't make a whole lot of sense i feel like it's one of those ones where it's like she was like working 
like they're trying too hard yeah. to cover it up to where like it makes plot holes to where like why would she be doing this if she was actually bad the whole time like why would yeah. she do that stuff uh doesn't really make sense except for to try to confuse us and make us think that she's not who we think she is this this movie i feel like is very much dark knight but like it just doesn't hit the same and what i mean by is yeah dark yeah it's basically like this is where i like why i have such a like strong take on dark knight because i'm like they did it again with dark knight rises it just doesn't like but this movie isn't as neat but but can you imagine if if heath ledger didn't pass away <laughs> and was in this movie and had the joker in it as well oh it'd been fucking amazing i, I do like bane though yeah, i do like bane in this movie um I wish I, don't know, I wish he wasn't attached to the League of Shadows. I wish he. Was I agree. Agreed. I didn't like that. Uh, Kyle agrees to take Bane, <laughs> uh, Batman the Bane, but instead leads him to a trap under Wayne Tower. Bane gloats that he intends to accomplish Rachel Ghoul's mission to destroy Gotham City before he cripples Batman by stamping his bat in co- back in combat, which is amazing. I love the memes now, where it's like <laughs> just yeah. the the pink guy, like what's up? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think he it, then yeah. takes Bruce to ancient underground prison in the Middle East, which doesn't make sense. Where Bruce learns that Rosalind's child was born and raised in prison, mm-hmm. but had to be protected that aided child in escaping, thought to be impossible. Which is very much like Bane's story in the comics, where he grew up in Santa Prisa at the prison. Back in Gotham, Kyle mm-hmm. is arrested by Blake shadows. during an attempt to flee the country before Bane traps the police into the sewers, destroys all but one bridge surrounding the city, kills the mayor. Forces Pavel and basically just takes over the city. Hmm. My God, this movie has so much going into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, five months later, Bruce is better with a broken back, escapes captivity, returns to Gotham somehow. One of the bigger pop holes. As yeah. Batman, he he the biggest yeah, pothole and Kyle frees the police. Together, they clash with Bane's army in the streets. During the battle, Batman overpowers Bane, but Talia stabs Batman in the abdomen, revealing herself to be Talia al Ghul, Ra's al Ghul's, Rachel Ghul's daughter. Unable to activate the bomb detonator due to Gordon's blocking the signal, Talia leaves to find the bomb. Kyle returns, kills Bane somehow. Another plot hole that I just I hate how Bane dies. Batman pursues. She shoots him with the, the yeah, bike. Just, but she remotely floods and it destroys the reactor chamber before dying with no way to stop the detonation batman reveals his identity to gordon uses his aerial craft the bat to haul the bomb away where it safely explodes afterwards batman's pursued dead hailed the hero wayne manor becomes an orphanage bruce's estate is left to alfred gordon finds the bat signal repaired lucius fox discovers that batman fixed batman's functioning autopilot and alfred finds Bruce alive with Kyle happily ever after. Blake is actually Robin and gets the ability to become the next Batman. Yeah, I think that they they kind of muddied that water. I don't think that they should have had that Robin line in there. I think the whole idea was just setting him up to take over as Batman. I don't think he was ever meant to be Robin. Yeah, this whole he was going to take over. This movie was just a lot. Adding that Robin thing in was so unnecessary. Thoughts on this movie but, overall. Also, the idea that Bruce, the the idea that Bruce is the one that fixes the autopilot in the plane, even though 
he's shown no tech yeah. ability whatsoever through the entire series, yet he is the one that's able to program this thing. Also gone for it. five months, you know. Yeah. That that part has no time to actually yeah. fix it, nor draw a bat on the building. Yeah, or the technical ability to fix that it. Too. Yeah, that we've seen. like he has some technical abilities. Yeah. Like I, if yeah, but I mean, like they never show him like designing no. any of the stuff. The whole point was that if he would it fix it just... on his own, and they would have shown that, then I would be like, okay, okay, okay. But they don't show it at all, so it's like that on top of like everything else. It's hard to believe. It's a lot of tell. Yeah, it's very convenient. Yeah, it's very convenient. I also don't like the idea that he doesn't die. Yeah, it probably would have been. I don't know. As a kid, I would have been a lot mm-hmm. more sad if he wouldn't have had that at the end, because the ending gave hope that we'd get more yeah. Batman movies. Even though obviously that was never really the intent. Um, looking back at it now, probably would have been a better ending, better thing if he would have sacrificed himself. Yeah. And you know, like it passed the baton onto. Blake, and then maybe we would have got like a you know new age Batman kind Batman of thing. Beyond but... almost. Yeah, yeah. Batman kind Beyond mini. Yeah, it's not that far in the future. But does yeah. this movie hold up? It's only been eleven years since this movie came out. I mean, visually yeah. and yeah. stuff, definitely. Uh, that that's the the absolute like fact of using practical effects. As much as possible is practical effects I do just like, hold up better. I do like CGI the does. practical effects more when someone's like And it's like mostly yeah. practical effects, like even the bad plane and stuff like that. They had that thing mm. like on wires and like on a car flying around through the streets and stuff. Like it, it looks yeah. good. There is like usually it looks really good. The scene in the in the football oh, stadium was, where yeah. the whole like thing collapses while the dudes are in down. Like uh, I'm awesome. glad Heinz Ward survived. He's one of my favorite football players. I'm like, yeah. oh, good thing he survived. <laughs> Big Ben, he's he's probably Everyone dead. Else. Could you just imagine like running a kick through our back and you just turn around and like, wait, what? That was <laughs> the whole field is just <laughs> like, gone. Yeah. Um I also just like that it's Pittsburgh too. Like that's just part of Gotham, even though Gotham is New York yeah. in this time. I will say Gotham looks really weird because it's like it was Chicago for the first two films and then it was New York. And I'm like, ooh. This looks different. Yeah. This does. This isn't the same Gotham. I think it was. Uh, yeah, I think it was on purpose to kind of show, like, the change that's, that's happened since, since like the Joker has been defeated and they were mm-hmm. able to like slow down organized crime so much that the city itself just started looking yeah. a lot nicer and newer and cleaner and brighter. Obviously, like a lot more of it's in the daylight and everything like that. It's like kind of showing Gotham as like this redeemed city kind of thing in need of saving instead of this dark grungy this gotham and hostage that storyline did that work for you i I feel like that's one so hard to believe that gotham was like yeah like a city would be taken out for months like yeah yeah i thought it was cool i i could see it for like 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 a like a day maybe a days or something like that like being occupied yeah a couple weeks maybe but like half a year you're telling me america just like i will say that this yeah, is a popular storyline like, this is a popular storyline in marvel comics or not marvel comics uh batman comics where they do like 
this idea where Gotham is this rogue state. Like Arkham City does this too. And I think yeah. it's a really pot kind of take Yeah, and it's a popular idea. It's really cool. I like the idea of like Scarecrow being the judge now. And he's just like, exile or death. Mm. Exile it is. And they have to go like walk across the river. Walk yeah, like I thought that yeah. was a really cool. I like the idea of like there's a nuclear bomb that explodes and like Bane being kind of in charge. I like it. It's just hard to believe. And man, we just lost. Oh, Brandon's back. We're back. Yeah. Also, how dumb are these cops? Yeah, that they all get filed into the caves just to get trapped down there. Like, like the person who said it too is like high in medication. You know, like Mm. uh, Commissioner Gordon. What should we do? Go in after him. It's like, wait, this dude is like pop up off of like medicine. Should we? Yeah. Like maybe not listen to him. Maybe charging directly into a trap with our entire police force isn't the best idea. Oh, man. Could you imagine being stuck in sewers for, like, five months? Yeah, right? Like, how do they all live? Um, A lot of food down there in the sewers, a lot of rats. How'd you feel feel about Bruce Wayne losing all his money? Uh, To be honest, I kind of forgot that that was even a... A thing that happened in the movie because it, it just, feels so irrelevant. This movie is this it movie just goes, anything. man. It's like it's like the Dark Knight. Yeah, it just goes, but it doesn't. It's not as like neatly tightened up. I feel like this movie should have been a part one, part two. Yeah, like I feel like I think it, it like ends with like Gotham being occupied and him getting his back broken, and then picks up in the next movie with him recovering yeah. and taking Gotham back over. I think it would have been great. I think you could have Talia have more time in being like the new racial ghoul and like revealing herself. And even if Bane like does die Mm. in like a similar vein that he does in this, like in the part two, I think that would make sense. Where in this movie, it's just like boom, he's dead. All right, moving on. But yeah, I do think it would benefit from being two movies. I I think that's a all right. Kind of we really have given the 10 minutes to now. talk about the rest of everything. What's the rating? What's the rating okay. you have for this movie? Uh, what did I give? Three plus. Batman Begins. Three plus. Uh, three, maybe a three plus. I don't, I I think, don't hate it. I know we talked a lot of crap about it, but I mean, it's still. I think I give it a three plus. Ball. I think I'm in a three. I don't think it's great just because I think like the story itself is so lost. But I think there's some great performances. Yeah. I, I love Tom Hardy's Bane. I think... I, mm. I mean, I, do, I like him. The voice gets me. But there's more yeah. than just the voice. All right. Some final questions. Is this the best trilo- superhero trilogy ever? Can you name a better one? I can give you two. Guardians yep. of the Galaxy. And what's the other one? I don't. I think I was going to say Captain America. Does that count? It, as a it does. Trilogy I don't War? think it. It does. It, it it does. But it's hard to say that like it's a better trilogy. I would say Guardians is better. I think it. Yeah. Yeah, it's more contained. But I, I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy three yet. Yeah, it's good. 
Do these? I know I ask this a lot. This trilogy still holds up, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. I think it still holds up. I think I knock it just a little bit back because I think we have more movies to compare it to. It's been twenty years. Yeah, it's been twenty years, and the genre. We have a whole MCU now. You know, we have like superhero and a couple failed. Oh, oh no. We're back. We're back. Yep. Can you hear me? We're good. All right. We got a couple of failed DC universes yeah, now. Yeah, I will say like this is better than anything DCU's done, as we mentioned before. Yeah, rank these movies for me. But... Nothing is good. Yeah, with these three. Oh, actually, know. no, no, no. Actually, hold on. Worst hold on, to hold best. On, hold on. We'll we'll rank everything for that we watched. Yeah. I wrote that before writing the rankings. Rank the rank the villains for me, because I have a list. From these, uh, from worst to best. Uh, let's go best to worst. Yeah, best to worst. Okay. Yep. Well, Joker is number one. Yep. Obviously. Um. Then, I'd probably put Scarecrow okay. before Bane. And then, yep. Then Bane. Then Raish. No. Okay. Two Face. All right. Then Raish. Than Talia at the very end because she's barely a character. Yeah, I have Joker as one. I have Bane as two. I have mm. Raish as three. Two Face as four. Scarecrow as five. And like you can push back on Scarecrow for me. I feel like at, when you write, put him two, I'm like, oh, I have him low. He's just he's yeah. I, I think he's just. He's not like super impactful or anything like that, but he is every time he is on the screen. Yeah, Cillian yeah, Murphy does steal the scene. Yeah. I will say, yeah. Catwoman six, mm-hmm. Talia seven, Falcone's eight. Oh, I forgot Cat. I never. I don't. Yeah. I don't consider Catwoman to be a villain in this uh, movie. She like doesn't even fight Batman at all. So I mean, I guess she kind of portrays. She portrays him. She's an antagonist of sorts. Anti-hero. Yeah, like she she betrayed him by bringing him to Bane, which is what he asked her to do to begin with. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Wasn't that the whole thing? Was that she was going to yep. bring him to Bane, but then she brings him to Bane and somehow is betraying him by bringing him to Bane? <laughs> Another plot hole. Huh? Yeah, I didn't quite Does understand that. Does realistic Batman work? Uh, I think so. Yes. I, I think it does work. I think this. The, bat, like the Batman is a realistic Batman in a way. Yep. It's it's weird that we're getting another yeah. realistic gritty Batman, but it's also like different than this version because it's less uh less themes, less philosophy talk. Whereas this is like a lot of yeah. philosophy talk. More character based, yeah. The new yeah. one's more character driven. Which is probably why I, I like, like that um, one a little bit more. And I and I, I think the the new one it ha- it still has the potential to kind of go mm-hmm. in some of those directions, you know, be a little bit more out there, like the way that Gotham is portrayed and it's it's a bigger you know, I like the way the Gotham looks a lot more in the Batman than in the this whole yeah. trilogy for the most part. I mean it looks good, but it's not it doesn't quite hit as Gotham to me like it does all right. the Batman. Alright, last up, we're gonna rank all the movies we watched so far. Okay. And there's seven movies. Should I go first or should uh well I'll I'll go first. Well we watched we did we did do a review of the Batman. Oh do you want me do you want me to put the Batman so in there? Eight? 
Well, I mean, we did do a review. We did. On we it. did. We watched it. Well, I was, that was going to be next. We, we did a video. About How about we leave it off for now, and then when we get back to it, we'll we'll put it back okay. on. I did. I swear we did a whole We talked about, about the Batman. Batman. It wasn't like the pod. All right. Okay. Okay. So, the seven that we did. I, I, I'll, I'll, we'll just leave okay. the Batman out for now. I put Batman Forever at seven. Okay. I know me and you already talked about that. Yeah. Batman and Robin six. Yeah. I mean, I think me and you flip those two. I put Dark yeah. Knight Rises five. Eighty nine. I have at four. Mm-hmm. Begins. I have at three. Returns. I have at two. And Dark Knight's one. Hmm. It's interesting. I don't. Returns. Returns is. Penguin, Catwoman. Okay. Yeah. I always confuse the the names of all those. Um, hmm. I think I would go. So Batman and Robin is uh, Mr. Freeze, yep. Bane, right? No. Freeze. Yeah. Yep. That Batman. Yeah. Okay. I know you. So I know Batman you those two. Is my number. Yeah, and then I put. Uh, the Riddler, Two Face One, Batman. Yep, that's six. Forever. That's six. Then, what do we got? We got Batman Returns, Batman Eighty Nine, yep. the other three. He's thinking hard. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I like see tough. your face right now. You are. <laughs> you are I'm thinking hard. I think Batman Eighty Nine. Is okay. gonna go fifth, and then uh, the Dark Knight okay. rises. I'm gonna put Batman Returns at okay. number three, and Batman Begins okay. in the Dark Knight. I respect I that. I those are the ones I was like actually deciding on. Like, is Rises or Eighty Nine? I'm like, I think Eighty Nine's a better film overall. But I think I like Rises. I think it's enjoyable for me. Yeah. Begins or Return? Yeah. Return. Most. I most love that movie. movie. It's so like, it's just yeah. a fun watch. Where Begins is kind of like not as fun, but it's a. I don't know if it's a better movie, but like I think like it has its place. I don't know. I have Returns just slightly ahead of it. Yeah. If I had to put yeah. the Batman, I think we already I think we already know where the Batman would go in this list. I think we both yeah. Number two. And I think it has a case for number one. Not that I'm saying it's number one. I think yeah. I I, I think it, it has a case, but uh, the case will be proven with I agree. a sequel. I agree. All right, Batman I just called you Batman. Biggest compliment ever. Brandon. Ah, wow. Don't help me like that, guys. Brandon, any I'm not saying I'm Batman, but no one's ever seen me in Batman That's in fair. the same room. Alright, last thoughts. Any last words? All right. Last thoughts. Uh no. Alright. Well, uh, my last thought is this was a fun trilogy. I think I hated it more than I wanted to. I don't really hate it. Like it's it's great. I just feel like it uh it's not as good as like when I first watched it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It it definitely is not very. Really I up to think that same like, magic. and I think the biggest thing for me is like I just like character movies, and this movie focuses more on plot than it does characters. 
which is where like the Batman holds up a little bit more for me than it does these movies simply because like that's character. This is more plot. However, the moments that they do focus on characters, specifically Joker is great. And that's where I want to leave it. All right, Brandon. Thank you guys. This is don't evolve me. This is a state of review during the hiatus season two. Can't believe we're on season two. Uh, please check out TikToks. Please check out the socials. All that. We out. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you.